Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. A cold, fresh beer is tasty and all, but have you ever tried one that's perfectly aged in a beer cellar? That's right. Just like wine collectors age their wine, more brew enthusiasts are dabbling in the art of aging beer. In some cases, the multi-year-old beer tastes subtly better. In other cases, it's entirely undrinkable. That's the fun of this increasingly popular hobby. You, the beer ager, become part of the beer production process. Ingredients in certain beers can change with age, giving beer collectors the freedom to play with flavors and tweak beers to their liking. We spoke with Eric Dunaway, lead beer buyer for Jungle Gyms International Market, which sells more than 4,000 different types of beer in Southern Ohio. He said, The beers we want to age are beers that, for one reason or another, may develop in interesting ways as time goes on. Malt flavors may change or develop. Fermentation flavors may increase over time. And if the beer is in fact barrel-aged, that may become more apparent when bottle-aged. 
True beer aging is more than simply throwing beer on a shelf and forgetting about it. It's a science. It takes practice, experimentation, and the willingness to mess up and start over again. That said, there are some ground rules when it comes to aging beer. It's best to avoid aging hoppy beers like IPAs because hops are quite volatile. Dunaway explained, The aroma and flavoring that hops provide to a beer are actually a result of the most fragile elements of the hops. The hops will be the first thing to sort of fall apart in the beer. You should drink these beers as fresh as possible. The beers that do age well fall under the wild beers category. This includes anything aged by wild organisms. Think Flanders Reds, Lambics, and American Wild Ales. That's because those wild bacteria and yeasts bring interesting things to the party, and they're already a little funky to begin with. Multi beers like quads, barley wines, and imperial stouts are also good candidates for aging because those malts can develop in interesting ways. Sours are also good candidates because they tend to get more sour as they age. The beer will change depending on several things, its style, complexity, and flavors. Some beers will become more dry, while others will taste yeastier and become more complex. Alcohol content plays a part, too, and the higher the alcohol content, the more likely a beer is to maintain its original characteristics or to develop well over time. Think 7% alcohol by volume or higher. But all that being said, aging even a great candidate beer is tricky. According to Dunaway, there's no hard and fast rule for when an aging beer is ready to be consumed. It comes down to trial, error, and, unfortunately, a lot of wasted beer. Dunaway said... If all you want to do is drink a tasty beer, then there's no need to age beer at all. Just drink all the fresh beer you want. The purpose of aging beer is to gain a better understanding of how beer works. Beer aging is like a grown-up science experiment. Dunaway recommends buying multiple bottles of the same beer, drinking one fresh bottle, then logging notes about the fresh one so you can revisit and compare tastes with the other aged bottles in the future. He said, if you only buy one bottle of something and you age it for two years, well, it might taste awesome, but you have no idea if it changed or not, or if it changed for the worse. And this beer log doesn't have to be pen and paper. Yes, there's an app for that. Beer Seller List and Seller HQ capitalize on the beer aging trend with user-friendly interfaces that make beer organizing easy. You can add personalized beer reviews and scan in new brews with the UPC to keep tabs on what's working and what's not. Some DIY beer collectors swear by color-coding methodologies, using specific stickers for each year to track when brews were purchased and, more importantly, when they're ready for drinking. Unfortunately, there's no set science for when an aged beer is ready. You can age some beer for months, some beer for years, and even decades. But Dunaway does have a few timeline tips to keep in mind. Quote, Among the styles of beer that are age-worthy, some are more age-worthy than others. If you have a Belgian triple that's two years old, I wouldn't think anything of that. It's probably still drinking great, but I don't think it will last a decade. On the other hand, I've had English barley wines that were 15 years old and were still fantastic. Just like wine, aged beer needs to be kept in mild conditions, not too hot, not too cold. The latter slows down or halts the aging process. Instead of stowing bottles on their sides, like many wine collectors, you should store beer bottles upright to avoid unwanted flavor manipulations. Dunaway said, if you turn it on its side, all of that yeast is going to settle along the entire side of the bottle instead of being concentrated at the bottom. This changes the surface ratio of how much beer is exposed to the yeast. You can end up with some weird things where the yeast starts eating sugars that it otherwise wouldn't. You end up with bottles that are overcarbonated or take on weird fermentation flavors. 
And, dear listener, I can tell you that one is correct from the personal experience of aging a festive ale that wound up tasting like a fernet. But hey, even a climate-controlled cellar apparently has nothing on the ocean floor. In 2010, Finnish divers uncovered crates of intact wine and beer from a 200-year-old shipwreck on the floor of the Baltic Sea. The result? The wine tasted fresh with clear acidity, and the beer frothed up perfectly, indicating that the yeast was somehow still alive. Today's episode was written by Stephanie Vermillion and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other fresh topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.